Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Twitter. This is a Hootball Gaming presentation. Hootball Gaming on Twitter. Also, hoop-ball.com for any of your fantasy basketball needs, basketball news, my best bets articles, first glance articles, college game breakdowns, and all that good stuff goes up on that website also. I say go grab you a premium account because fantasy basketball is upon us already. The offseason is going to be shortened. And the news that you're going to need and the content is going to be abundant. Dan Bespris and the crew over here, I mean, they're fantasy basketball champs. Like, you know, that's the reason I joined this family. I started listening to Dan's podcast, NBA Today for fantasy basketball as a new fantasy player. And I took second in my league my first year, never playing fantasy basketball. That says something. So we have great content over there, folks. Want to talk a little bit about the three football games tonight on Thursday. I am recording this at 1140 on Thursday. And we are going to have some fun between a couple of college games. We also have a um, an NFL game that's going to be down some key guys um, between the Packers and the Niners. And then I'm going to look ahead. I'm going to talk about a couple other college lines, still digging and sifting through my NFL value that I like. Um, but as you all know, I'm, I'm a little bit more successful with the college sector. Ira is the NFL guru. He plays in the Circa contest every year and does very, very well in it. So, um, yeah, that's where we stand right now, folks. Before I do all of that, before I start rambling here, even further, I'm already rambling, but before we do all that, I got to talk about Manscaped, the show's sponsor, one of the show's sponsors. But the Lawnmower 3.0 just came out. Fully electric, waterproof technology. It's a smooth, easy ride and glide. Take care of your lawn. You know what I'm saying? It's reliable, durable, and just so easy to use. You can use it anywhere. 
They also have some other great products such as moisture wicking underwear and briefs. They've got beard balms and beard oils. They've got stuff for your face and your hair. They've got different care products, beard brushes, combs, you name it. Manscaped will have you covered. And we've got you covered. You've just got to use the promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Again, for the folks in the back, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 is your promo code, HOOPBALL20, over at manscaped.com. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Let them know we sent you. Do it. Like Ben Stiller and Starsky and Hutch, if y'all ever saw that. Open the trunk. Do it. Anyways, that's the first tangent that we're going to get off on. Um, this first game I'm going to talk about, Utah State taking on um, a pretty tough foe in the Mountain West Conference. Utah State's not looking too good. Um, they're going to be taking on Nevada in their strong, strong, strong passing attack. Utah State's 0-2 on the year. And this line is ginormous. It's 16 and a half in favor of the home Nevada team. Nevada's got a quarterback who's very dynamic and very accurate, and he's leading a passing attack right now that is relentless. And the quarterback leading this efficient offense, I already mentioned how he's dynamic and efficient, but that's Carson Strong. Right now, he is um, on fire. He's been throwing over 300 yards for uh, four consecutive games now, dating back to last season. He's seventh in the nation in passing efficiency and hasn't thrown an interception in 230 passing attempts. He's got some really, really nice chemistry going with Romeo Dobbs, his junior wideout, his dynamic playmaker. And then if you just focus on a team-to-team standpoint, Utah State, they're just in a weird, weird spot. Um, they're not really performing. They, they did have a couple of really irritating matchups and tough, tough matchups for the first two games with Boise State and uh, San Diego State, probably the class of this conference. So their inefficient numbers are probably going to be a little inflated. But, I mean, this is dating back to last year also. I mean, this team just doesn't look the part. They don't really have anything going for them. And, uh, you know, yards per play right now, Nevada's at seven. Uh, You know, Utah State gives up 6.8 yards per play to their opponents. And um, right now Nevada's holding their opponents to 25% on third down conversions. And to speak a little bit more about this Utah State team, um, they are 98th in the FBS. And don't get me wrong, this is early on. You know, Mountain West just came back. So, you know, this is very, very early on in small sample size. But, you know, they're allowing 510 yards per game, uh, 6.94 yards per play, like I already said. Um, And, you know, they get zero pressure and zero havoc created on the uh, quarterback or, you know, the line of scrimmage. So right now we're looking, we're looking at, um, you know, like I said, a 16 
and a half, 17 point spread. Uh, right now, 17 and a half, sorry. Uh, and it opened at 13 and a half. So we see a lot of movement coming out of Nevada in this offense. And they're, they're looking for them to, you know, keep churning. Over under 56 and a half, it's come up from 55. You know, if I'm looking at something here, I might look at incorporating a same game teaser um, over the total as well as Nevada uh, with the, you know, laying the points at home. I think that uh, the the arm of their quarterback, uh, Strong, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest dynamic. Now, the two teams that Utah State has faced previously, they really like to get the ground game going. So they haven't seen a quarterback really try to come after them. So one thing I want to keep an eye on is if Utah State can get some pressure on the quarterback. Um, but, you know, this Aggies team, the Utah State team, they're second – to last in the conference in total offense. So 292.3 yards per game in total defense, like I said, with that 500 some odd yards allowed per game. Um, and they're only scoring 10 points per game and allowing 40 right now. Like I said, it, it's very early in the season. Um, these numbers are in a very small sample size base, but um, one thing to keep in mind is just, you know, looks and feels of teams also, especially early on. I think a couple games, you know, is a good way to kind of look at stuff. Um, and just to kind of see about I wanna I wanna look at, you know, turnovers and time of possession, kind of see um how Utah State and Nevada fare in that. Um Utah State's actually not penalized that much, you know, twenty-six penalty yards, three penalties per game which that might be speaking in volumes to the fact that teams score on them quick and then they don't hold the ball that long on offense. So they don't have a lot of opportunity to, you know, have penalties called on them. Um, so that's one thing I'm going to keep an eye on. And then time of possession, like I said. Um, this Utah State team is just going to be hard to back in this spot in my, uh, in my perception, in my opinion. Um, the ball play, the, the ball security play from the quarterback for Nevada, you know, like I said, he hasn't thrown an interception in a very, very long time. Um, Utah State's defense doesn't offer up a lot of resistance, so I'm looking to see if he continues his uh, superb play moving forward. So long story short, I think I'm really going to lean towards Utah State. Might look to tease it down. I like the over. Um, and I want to see this Nevada team continue to click and be efficient. Um, you know, this is a team that could be a dark horse in the Mountain West if Boise State or San Diego State falters one or two games. And then they take care of business. So moving on to the other uh, Mountain West conference game for tonight and that is Wyoming versus Colorado State um this line is at three nice key number it opened at three and a half to Wyoming being the road favorite 54 and a half up from the opening line of 51 and what I'm, I'm thinking in this one is and I've talked about it and we need to talk about both quarterbacks um within this game because one team lost their 
starting quarterback for three straight seasons. One team lost their starting quarterback this year who was supposed to, you know, be a pro po- uh, prospect and um, help out this Colorado State Rams team. Now he was ruled ineligible by the NCAA, and he is going to be out all season, the quarterback for Colorado State. Wyoming has a superb uh, backup quarterback, and that showed last week. He played really well. He's played for this team, for this system before. Right now, Wyoming is averaging 32.5, so 32.5 points per game. Um, you know, 377 yards per game. They need to improve on third down conversion because they're only at 35.48%. Um, however, Colorado State's given up 100% opponent red zone scoring percentages as well as a 55.56% uh, percent opponent third down conversion rate. Um, Colorado State is going to look to probably run the ball, speaking on to the quarterback issues and who they're going to have in there or not. Um, you know, they run the ball about 51, almost 52% of the time. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's a familiar foe. You know, these teams play every year. A um, couple of injury designations, uh, nothing too major. Dante Wright was on the injury report for Colorado State, one of their wideouts, but it's looking like he's probable. Um, Wyoming is going to be down Garrett Crawl, which is a defensive end for them. Not sure how important he is to the team as far as their production and their, you know, scheme and whatnot. But, um, you know, it's depth. Always look at that. You know, it's, it's depth. And, uh, you know, just to uh, talk a little bit more on this, um, this team, you know, this is the border war. This is technically like a rivalry game. And, um, you know, Wyoming's coming off their 31-7 win over Hawaii. They only allowed Hawaii to, with that offense to score seven points. Um, and it was an impressive all-around performance. Um, they fell to the Nevada team that we just talked to in overtime um, in their season opener. And that was the same game that they lost Sean Chambers for the year after he broke his uh, tibula. And so Colorado State had their season opener against New Mexico canceled. So it began last week at Fresno State, and without that dynamic quarterback that was supposed to be in there, they failed to put any uh, meaningful offensive drives together against a Fresno State defense that's not supposed to be, um, you know, a star wall defensive unit. So they lost that game 38-17. I spoke about the quarterback controversy, but I think that's going to be the biggest, biggest highlighted story bullet on this game. Um, the offense for Wyoming jumped from 5.4 yards per play to 6.2 from the previous two weeks. Defense has given up 4.1 yards per play. Um, and then I will say that Wyoming's defense is actually, uh, you know, pretty, pretty decent. Um, Like I said, they held that Hawaii team down. Now, Nevada is a ridiculous passing attack and very, very, very strong. And so for them to, you know, go toe-to-toe after losing their starting quarterback and then force that game to overtime, they scored 18 points in the fourth quarter. 
So, you know, they, they can score and they can do it uh, quickly and efficiently. Um, Colorado State needs to figure out if they're going to stick with Centeno at quarterback. He's their dual threat ability. But um, he didn't really do anything for the offense in helping them move the ball. He was very inefficient through the air. 10 of 23 passes. Missed a lot of wide open receivers. Um, it's looking like this could be, you know, a bad spot for Colorado State. Um, it's looking like, you know, based off of reports and Twitter and whatnot, what I'm reading, that the uh, coach for Colorado State's looking to, you know, try to switch some quarterback stuff up. Um, we might see a couple different quarterbacks tonight for the Rams. And, uh, you know, that continuity is not going to really be there with the position players. Um, but if, if Cordero comes in, you can probably bank on it that it's going to be, you know, a more athletic, uh, you know, option kind of look. So he's, he's not going to go through the air, um, you know, too, too much. And, uh, you know, just last week speaking on the opposition for Colorado State, the quarterback for Fresno State, Jake Hainer, he um, threw for 311 yards and three scores. And then the Rams gave up 14.1 or, or 14 yards per completion. So they only gave up 84 total rushing yards. But, uh, you know, Wyoming's a balanced team. Um, they, uh, they could improve on the passing, of course. But, you know, they have a solid offensive line, so they're going to lean on running the ball from time to time. And um, they may need to get away from running the ball in this game since right now Colorado State's only allowing two yards per rush. Um, again, small sample size, but that is where that is at. Um, if, if your opponent has a weakness, I think you need to attack it. And Wyoming, you know, they have the playmakers and the uh, quarterback, I'd say, to, you know, exploit that. So my overall analysis on this one is, you know, I, I'm looking at Wyoming to win. Um, it's, it's at a key number of three. So I, I don't like to play around with those key numbers because there's pushes, um, which, I mean, I had a push last night with Kent State at minus four. And, you know, four is not a key number, but, you know, it can happen with any number, but it happens more so with the key numbers. So um, I think Wyoming's defense is the thing to keep an eye out on this one just for the simple fact fact that, you know, they, they've played pretty well their first couple of games minus that opening game against Nevada. Um, you know, but there was – they held Nevada to three fourth quarter points, if I remember right. So um, the, the defense can come up in major spots, especially if they, um, if they have a leg up or they have a little bit more talent than their opposition. Um, I'm looking for Wyoming to be a little bit more of a complete, more rounded, better coached team. And, um, yeah, I mean, if I, I'm looking at the over in both games tonight just for the simple fact of – Life's too short to bet unders. I tried last night on one, and it didn't work out. Central Michigan and, um, oh, who did they play? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Central The, the Central Michigan game. Um, I did put them in a 10-point super teaser, so I was able to hit that still, but I was really looking forward to
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to clearing the um, actual line and then the teasing line also. So to keep it with the college football sector, I'm going to talk about a game um, that I wrote about in the article that just went up on hoop-ball.com um, as part of my uh, week 10 first glances for the um, college football slate coming up. And that is another Mountain West game. I didn't plan this. Whoops. It's a Mountain West show. Um, San Jose State at San Diego State. The total right now is at 47 and a half. And um, here, here, here's, here's my thoughts on this game. San Diego State's carried over their stout defensive play from last year to this year. San Jose State also features a well above average defense. And both teams have had success on the defensive side of the ball as in regards to red zone uh, opponent scoring percentages. And, you know, just to speak briefly on the offense in these game, this game with these teams, um, because, you know, this is going to be a, this, this is a, um, this is a defensive game in my opinion. And it's going to come back, it's going to come down to that. But right now, Nick Starkle, he's a transfer out of the SEC. I believe it was, um, I want to say he was at Mississippi State. I could be wrong, but he transferred to the Spartans in San Jose. He's got the offense humming right now, 6.6 yards per play. Um, I'm sorry, yards per pass, 73% completion percentage. And surprisingly, the Aztecs allow a 58.3 completion percentage to their opponents. But in the early parts of the season in the Midwest Conference, or Mountain West Conference, San Diego State has the number one defense in opponent uh, points per game, yard per game, uh, points per play, yards per play and red zone scoring position. And then you got San Jose State, who's top 10 in a couple of those categories as well. And both teams only combined to give up 31 first downs per game. And last year, these two teams combined for 44 points, the under hit, even though there was the opening kickoff return for a touchdown and then a 50-yard 50 uh, 50 touchdown scamper by Chance Bell, so the running back for the Aztecs. Um, so this under could have went well under last year. Um, and I'm, I'm not looking at this in recency bias, in a recency bias scope, but what I'm looking at it in is a comparative scope. You know, these teams are very similar from last year. They returned a lot of the same guys, a lot of the same team uh, components and coaching and sideline presence and players um, are involved in this game. Um, the biggest one being that wasn't there last year being Nick Stark which is this quarterback for San Jose State. So, you know, he's the biggest question mark. But I don't think the opening kickoff is going to get returned for a touchdown this year, and hopefully there's not a ton of uh, just big plays given up and gashed, um, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the early parts or later parts of this game. Uh, just real quick, just kind of go over some efficiency stats, matchup stats between the two teams. Um, as far as the passing, or I'm sorry, rushing attack, 
San Diego State runs the ball 64% of the time. And San Jose is only, you know, they're middle of the pack. They're giving up four yards per rush, 177 rushing yards per game. San, or San Diego State's rushing for 347 yards a game, seven yards per rush. I'm looking for that to come down. I am. San Jose State, they create a good amount of havoc. They win some line yards, and they have a really decent front seven. So, if anything, San Diego State's going to have to get out of their element a little bit and try to pass the ball um, on, on the San Jose State team. But early on, San Jose State's done pretty well against the pass. Um, you know, only allowing a 55.77 opponent completion percentage. Um, they're only allowing 193 passing yards per game. So I think what this game is going to come down to is, you know, and I'm not taking a side on this one. So whenever I say what this game is going to come down to, I, I mean for the under to hit is um, the continued success of that red zone defense success rate for both teams. And again, you know, both these teams are top five in red zone scoring attempts per game for their opponents at only one and a half. So if there's not a lot of red zone trips and there's not a lot of big plays and it's just a slugfest, then we could be in for cashing an under ticket um, in this game. And, you know, this is tomorrow night, um, so Friday. And um, it's going to be a really, really fun game to watch. I, I, I like defensive battles. I know it's not the popular opinion nowadays with how offensive orientated not only in the NFL is, but college football with all the different systems and offensive, you know, components. So I think that about does it for the college side. I'm going to talk maybe just one NFL game that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, after I speak on the Thursday night game. So we'll talk a couple NFL games and then uh, I'm going to go ahead and get rolling on out of here. It's going to be a shorter show. Rolled solo today and, um, you know, just looking to get some, get some podcasts done for you guys and gals while we prep for this Thursday night slate of three football games. So tonight, uh, it, well, before I talk about the NFL and make that segue, I'm going to talk about the other show's sponsor and that's mybookie.ag. Um, it's pretty simple, guys. Uh, go over to mybookie.ag. You use promo code HOOPBALL, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You're going to get an initial deposit bonus match of 100%. You're going to get some free play. And then you're also, on top of that, going to get great customer service, diversification as far as the games that you can play. There's blackjack, there's slots, there's the sports betting. You can bet on the election stuff. Well, I mean, it's about wrapped up now. It should be, quote-unquote. But... Uh, nonetheless, um, you can bet on anything, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, all that, uh, eSports, you, I mean, you name it. Uh, when the, the, the shutdown happened, I was betting on Czechoslovakian and Russian uh, table tennis because I am that kind of degenerate. So mybookie.ag, hootball is your promo code, bet when, get paid. All right, so tonight, Green Bay is taking on San Francisco. Lots of people ruled out in this one. Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, uh, Kendrick Bourne. On, on the Green Bay, Green Bay side of things, they, they don't really – I mean, Tyler Irvin, I think, is their 
only healthy running back um, because, you know, Aaron Jones is still out, Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon had the contract or contact tracing with COVID, and so they're not able to play. And then um, for me, this is um, – man, I'm looking over these injury lists. Holy crap. Debo Samuels on the IR. Trent Williams is also out for the Niners. Brandon Ayuk. Tevin Coleman. Jordan Reed. I mean, there are (laughs) – this is – this is rough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just say it, guys. This is a pass game for me. This is – there are too many, too many people out. Too many people out. Way too many. But with that being said, you've got Aaron Rodgers. He's got more weapons around him, comparatively so, to the Niners offense with, I think it's, I think they're going to start Mullins. And him having absolutely nobody in the backfield or around him to catch the ball. I mean, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kendrick Barton, and then throw Tevin Coleman and Jordan Reed in there. Those all are like, I mean, that's their, that's their playmakers. Those are their people. I mean, they don't have anyone to get the ball to tonight or turn around and hand the ball to. So, I mean, Jarek McKinnon might get a good heavy look, good heavy load. And, you know, this is a Niners team that from early on in the season, they've, they've been hurt, and it's just compiling and compiling and compiling. But, I mean, just, just to remind you, you know, they got guys like Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D. Ford, Ezekiel Anza, Ben Garland, all on IR from earlier on in the year. Raheem Mostert also, he's still out. I mean, this is a lot, this is a lot of people to be out of a game for me to comfortably bet on because the data from previous weeks is not gonna be the same for the simple fact that the um, players that helped compile those numbers are all pretty much out. So if anything, let me just go ahead and tease the Packers down to a pick put it in there with some of the other college action I was talking about, maybe use it as the first leg of, you know, that San Diego, San Jose State under I was talking about, tease that for the under, and then, you know, get rolling with that. But, you know, this is, um, yeah, this is a bloodbath tonight. Um, I'm going to be way more interested to watch – the Mountain West Conference football games than I am this game, just because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is in there, and then Devontae Adams. So, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's about it. I mean, that is not a very fun game to handicap, especially with, I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Um, 30 to, it's like 30 names collectively for both teams on their injury reports. So Tyler Irvin is probable. He had a little bit of a wrist injury. And I uh, look for Tyler Irvin to get, get some looks and carries in the backfield for the Packers. 
So um, an, a, another game that I would like to speak on um, coming up on um, coming up on Sunday, and that's going to be uh, a divisional matchup between um, excuse me uh, between New Orleans and Tampa Bay Sunday night. Tom Brady already lost to the Saints earlier in the year, and in his career, he's seven and zero against the spread against a team that he lost to previously in the year, divisional opponent. Granted, that was in New England. Sure, I mean, we're going to have to, you know, use that disclaimer for any Tom Brady thing that we toss out there. We get it. He's not New England anymore, but he's still the same player. And look at his production, you know, since the beginning of the year. He's looking like Tom Brady again. So with the Saints being down so many pieces and Tampa Bay having the better defense, I like for Tampa Bay to be in a home spot here coming off of the Monday night game. So they went on the road and that game with the Giants was close. But if you listen to the show, um, Grambling Russ, Ira, John, myself, we, we all thought that the Giants would probably cover that game. So I'm looking for the Buccaneers to go ahead and take care of business. Um, minus four at home. Drew Brees is going to be down some guys still. And don't forget, Antonio Brown, he's going to be coming in probably to have a little bit of a role this week. I think Arian said, you know, between 10 touches or like 10 or 12 touches is what he was looking at. And I'm going to take some chalk. Minus seven and a half for the Patriots against the Jets. I mean, it's it's the Jets. Um, another game I'm kind of eyeballing right now is Houston-Jacksonville. It's gone down the key, from the key number of seven to six and a half for Houston on the road as the favorite. And um, for Jacksonville, they're going to be down Gardner Minshew. They said that Jake Lutton might start, but there also might be another person that could start for them. Um, so keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the line movement based off the news that comes out for that quarterback play. But, you know, it's Deshaun Watson. Um, Will Fuller was supposed to get traded to the Packers, but that didn't happen. So Deshaun Watson still has Will Fuller. He's still got Randall Cobb. He's got some really talented uh, pieces around him. It's just not showing. Bill O'Brien crippled this team and then, you know, was relieved of his duties. So... What I'm looking for is Deshaun Watson to just go ahead and take care of business himself against the Jacksonville defense that's resemblant of a sieve. So, yeah, those are my general NFL thoughts so far for this week. Like I said, I need to do a little bit more heavy digging. As you all know, I love my college football, and that's usually my focal point throughout the week as far as the numbers and stuff that I dig into. But... 
just wanted to remind you guys before I get out of here where to find me on Twitter, and that is at D-A-L-E-007, and then at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter, and then also check out at Hoopball Tweets and at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter. We also have team-specific content. Our Kings division is doing great things. Julian out there doing that. And then we've got guys taking care of the heat at Joe Stroh, J-O-S-T-R-O. Go check him out. We got a brand new Hootball Mavs podcast and Twitter page. Then we also have, and this is going to be an exciting one because I they are my dark horse team to make the playoffs uh, this upcoming season. That's uh, the Hawks. So the, you know, Hootball Hawks is a, is a uh, show and a, an account that is just popping off right now because they are an exciting time right now. They, they have a chance to really stack that roster around Trey Young. So, And then, guys, college basketball, 20 days away. So keep your calendars open on that. But, again, I'm Devin Ellington. I hosted this show today for you, and I hope you liked it. And, um, you know, like I – like I talked with John yesterday, reach out to us on Twitter. Give us some banter. Give us criticism. You know, try to be as nice as you can about it because we, we are people. But, you know, like I can handle it. I'm an adult. I got thick skin. But, you know, DM us. Ask us questions, suggestions, you know, just anything, anything. We, we love the interaction. You know, we, we put this content out there so that way you can sift through it, use it as you will. And then we want your opinions on it too, what we can do better, what we suck at, or so to say. And then you can also do that in a five-star review on Google uh, Play Music, which I guess is now YouTube Music because they bought them out. Uh, I just learned that a couple days ago. And then Apple Play or uh, Apple Music. So do that. Follow the podcast on Spotify. You can go over to hoop-ball.com. The podcast gets loaded on there. You can check my articles out. Leave me a nice five-star review. Tell me that you agree or disagree with some picks, and then we can talk about it. We can. And then maybe I'll learn something from you guys. You know, I'm never opposed to always learning. So, With that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Don't forget those promo codes for our sponsors, hoopball Twenty. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 for Manscaped, and then just HoopBall for MyBookie.ag. It was my pleasure, folks. I look forward to the next one as always, and I am sending you all of my good energies and all of my good vibes, and I hope that something great and phenomenal happens for each and one of you today and tomorrow and for the rest of the days. So, but specifically today, I want you to have a real nice positive day. And I hope that I am speaking that into existence for whoever it is listening to this. We care about you. We do. So thanks again so much, guys. I love doing this and I'll hear from you soon and you'll hear from me on the next one and we'll just do it all again. All right, guys, take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.